This is WFO Radio. Hey, we're going to go ahead and get started with our post-race media availability. We're joined by our race-winning crew chief, Rudy Fugel. Uh, Rudy, looked like a pretty dominant race by your team this week on uh, this weekend. Uh, tell us from your vantage point what you thought. Yeah, no, um, it was a, it was just a really good weekend. You know, it started yesterday uh, with practice and uh, pleasantly surprised on how much pace we had. Long run pace, short run pace, qualified well, um, car was handling well. So made yesterday uh, making decisions for how we we're going to race the car today for pretty easy. Um, and then, you know, just a uh, super, super fast car all day long. Um, we had one sequence where we had a leaving out in the box a little hot, and um, we, we hung a left front coming off a little bit and got the fourth, and that kind of, you know, if it, if it goes green, we finish second to the five because of that. But, um, you know, we got a chance here. It seems like it always happens in Las Vegas. You get, a, you get one last uh, shootout at the end. So Picker did an awesome job getting us off pit road second, and um, we're able to pass the 19 and, and hold everybody else off. Okay, we'll go ahead and open up the questions. We'll start up here with Lee, and then we'll go over here in the middle. Congratulations. Yesterday, your competitors were saying you guys had the fastest car. Did you go into this race just thinking if we don't screw it up, you know, we're going to have a hell of a day? Um, yeah, we knew we had a good car, but I think we see, I don't know that we've seen a dominant race car at a mile and a half track since we've come out with this with this Gen 7 car. I don't know that you, from, from you know, green to checker, We've had somebody lead tons and tons of laps like you would with a with the old car yet, you know. So you never know what you're going to go through. You think you're going to have ebbs and flows and, and how some of the, the track changes and whatnot. And it just seems if you lose track position for any reason, it seems really, really hard to uh, to get it all the way back. So uh, happy to, to go through what we did and, and, uh, have a, and have a good car from start to finish. And what did you tell him before that last restart? Yeah, I just, you know, just told him what he, what he had there and he needed to get connected to uh, – the 11 behind us to get a good push. We got a decent push from him, and um, the 19 almost got too good of a push. They got disconnected, and and then the two right side tires paid off. You know, through the center of the corner. Uh, by the time we got back to getting the white, so it was great. Could go over here and then to Jeff. As you, like I'm gonna ask you, front stretch, uh, Rudy. Were you shocked that more people didn't try to stay out there at the end? And if you guys didn't have such a fast race car, and you were like 15th or something, would you have tried to stay out and go for it? Or? Yeah, we had most of us had 40 laps, green laps on our tires. So, you know, I thought there would be some more yes. I thought we would be restarting row three if we pitted with rights. So um, I, I expected three or four, but I don't know if they just, you know, weren't good enough or whatever, you know. So, um, you know, thankfully it worked out that way. But, um, yeah, it's it's super hard decision. The only two laps to go, hard it is to, to kind of break that first row up. Um, so I think somebody – Potentially could have won if there would have been enough people staying out, but there wasn't. Go ahead, Jeff. And then over here. Jeff Gluck from The Athletic. I mean, you mentioned, it's a, and it's a great point, that we hadn't really seen domination on intermediate from, from one car. What, what, what's changing? Why are, why are we seeing stuff like we saw today? Yeah, I think we're, we're all getting better, you know, period. We're finally figuring out what, you know, more and more of what this car needs to make it race, right? So. Um, you saw some some cars run really good the entire race. You know Ross was pretty dominant last week. Period. You know so I think he almost led 100 half the laps. So um, you see you see that happening more. Um, you know he hit on it. It's just gonna 
and keep evolving, you're going to see, I think, some some top cars hit on it and, and be able to do some things. And the lack of cautions, you know, also helps you be able to dominate as well so you don't have the multiple pit stops to have mistakes or somebody try something different. Okay, we're, we're now joined by President and General Manager of Hendrick Motorsports, Jeff Andrews. Jeff, it's been a pretty pretty action-packed weekend for you guys. How did you... How did this? How did this today go for you? Uh, today went a lot better than the last time I was sitting in this seat, <laughs> talking to this group. But uh, yeah, fantastic day for Hendrick Motorsports and uh, one, two, three finish. And um, I should say, you know, first and foremost, obviously our thoughts are with Chase and everything he's going through right now. And we sure missed him. You know, being here at the track with us today, can only imagine, you know, being a young guy like that and what that must have felt like to, uh, to have to watch that at home. So certainly thinking about him and, and missing him here today, but uh, really proud of all of our cars and, and the effort that's gone into our cars and uh, race teams in the off season. Certainly felt like last week we had, had good cars and, and, you know, capable of something similar, but various issues and things kind of took us out last week. So very gratifying to come back this week and be able to execute like we did today and uh, obviously very proud of Rudy and William the job they did today dominated uh, that race for the most part and glad to see them get the win at the end awesome okay we'll go back to questions go back over here to the middle and then we'll work our way around uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires um, uh, Rudy did you expect that long green flag run there um, after we got through the first stage and we did get we got that long run and then Stage two looked that way. Sometimes you get that feel, you know. So, um, you know, here the cautions usually happen after three or four laps on a restart. And if they don't happen then, then you'll get that long green flag run. So, yeah, once that's set up, you know, we were expecting the run to the end. Um, we were going to run out of time to catch Kyle, but we got lucky and got the caution and had a chance to, uh, to perform and execute to get us a win. We're now joined by our race winner, William Byron. William. Looked like going? you had a great day today. Tell us how it was from your vantage point. Yeah, it was a it was a great day. Obviously, um, you know, I, I felt like in practice we had a good car. I was a little bit nervous about the wind today and just kind of how that would change what we had going on and whether or not we'd be as strong. But uh, just kind of the consensus, I guess, in the garage and then talking to some of the drivers, they were pretty confident about what we had going on. So I was happy about that and um, yeah, started the race good i thought kyle was really strong um he could stay close to me for a lot of the runs in the first and second stage and i felt like i was a little bit tight but just trying to navigate lap traffic and and navigate the wind and how that would change the handling so um yeah just happy with getting the first win of the year it's been a while since we've won it's been almost a year and uh you know it's nice to kind of just get back to what i feel like we're capable of so um yeah, it's been up and down, but I feel like we're this is what we're capable of every week. That's great. Okay, we'll go back to questions. Start right here. Oh, go back over here and then here, Bob, and then Jeff. Quick question for uh, Andrews. How would you evaluate Josh's performance in the nine? Um, I know it was very last minute for him, first time in the next-gen car. It seemed like his lap times were pretty respectable for the first time uh, facing the next-gen car. Yeah, Josh did an amazing job for us given the circumstances and, uh, you know, given the fact that he's not ever been in one of these uh, next-gen cars before. Uh, really, really happy with uh, what he did for us today. Uh, you know, we've got some things to work on. We, we think we had a little bit of an issue there uh, that was causing a little bit of um, some issues with his throttle there during the race that we've got to get fixed and, and remedied 
Um, but uh, really, really pleased with the job he did for us today. Tom Zaleski, Ian County today. Um, Rudy, this one's for you. The uh, the late run that you had that 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 we had without without a yellow. How are you prepping for any eventualities at that uh, that might have that might have gone on at that point? And uh, when that first yellow came out and you lost the lead, how are you how are you t fixing everything and tweaking to get to try and get yourself back to the front? Yeah, no, it's it's hard, right? You're making a pit stop, assuming that you're gonna you're going to come back out with a lead, you know, and these cars have a huge difference between leading and, and the traffic. So as soon as you lose the lead and then you're going to be, you know, more aerotight. And so you're like, Oh shoot, you know, what are you doing there? So then, then you do a green flag run. So you're trying to adjust for that green flag run, but you're, you're not going to be in heavy as heavy traffic. So you don't want to be too free on that green flag run. So I thought we did a good job there. Our second half after the green flag stopped to the, as we were catching the five, our car was stuck pretty well. It was catching them. Um, you know, if we could have got around the 11 a little bit quicker, if I would have pitted us one lap earlier, maybe we would have been able to catch the five under green. But anyways, so then you're preparing and, you know, as you get to 15 to go, you're talking to your engineers about, okay, caution comes out. What are we doing? You know, are we, are we staying out? Are we taking rights? Are we taking four? If we're taking rights, what are our air pressures? You know, so on and so forth. So um, nonstop, always, you know, just trying to communicate inside the box. If this happens, what do you do? So you're not surprised. Bob? Bob Packers, Fox Sports, F2. First for William, how important do you feel it was to for Hendrick Motorsports to win today considering everything that happened this weekend? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think it um, just shows the strength that our teams have and the ability to come together in tough situations. I mean, I think, you know, I speak for everyone in the fact that we miss Chase out here. You know, he's he's a big contributor to feedback and um, in our debriefs and just he's a great race car driver. So uh, very – has a lot to offer there. So um, I think, you know, there was a void there, but I think we're able to fill it with just kind of coming together as a team and having Josh come on board. He's obviously a great race car driver too, and I know him from the past. So um, I think, yeah, it was an important day. I felt that, you know, I felt that for sure. I, I texted Mr. H after practice and felt really good about the car and just wanted to kind of reassure that we're going to go out there and try to, to win for him because, you know, it was a tough week. So, um, yeah, it just shows the strength of, our team to be able to come together. Only text Mr. H after practice? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't don't normally text him unless uh unless he texts me or unless uh yeah, we're talking about other things outside of racing, but I just felt confident and just felt like we had a shot to win. And for Jeff, any decision on the nine car driver yet for next week? Thank you. No, not yet, Bob. Obviously, we got to get together tomorrow morning and uh, make some decisions pretty quick. We've uh, you know, obviously got to uh, get a seat in the car, and then uh, our haulers are planning on leaving late uh, Tuesday afternoon, first part of the evening. So we'll be making that, um, I would say, early part of the day tomorrow. Go ahead, Jeff, Kelly, then Mark. William, I mean, you had that you were dominating the race, and then you lose some spots, and then just dirty air. Uh, you know, it, it looked frustrating for you at that point how do you how do you stay mentally checked in and not sort of let that frustration that situation um, and possibly losing the race um, you know at that point take over yeah I think that's kind of what I've been working on you know I think I've I feel like you know I feel like I've got less experience than some of these guys in terms of my overall racing career and I feel like for me that evolution has come in the mental side of just kind of understanding how to approach an entire race so in that instance I was just kind of leaning on the stuff that I worked on and trying to just make sure that I stay um, 
yeah, just stay focused on the task at hand, just making good corners, making good laps, and uh, try to be as efficient as I can to uh, to get back towards the front. So at that point, I was just focused on, okay, how can I make this long run as good as I can, and then what do I need to tell Rudy feedback-wise to get the car a little bit better because there was such a discrepancy between clean air and dirty air. So trying to get the balance back to where we needed it, uh, I felt like Kyle had a balance that was perfect for dirty air probably, and um, he got out front, he was a little bit too loose. So I think um, we had tuned our car all day for clean air, and then we had to kind of adjust there. So, uh, But I was just happy with kind of how we showed resilience through that whole process. Can you come up front to Kelly? Kelly Crandall, racer.com. I got a couple. First, Rudy, you said there about everybody's getting better as we saw the dominance today. It seems like the early trend is that Chevrolet is above everybody looking at high speed today, high speed at Fontana. Is there something that sticks out as to why that is? I don't expect you to give secrets away, but is there anything common in the Chevy camp that you guys have hit on? No, I, I think since the beginning of last year, you know, we've Chevrolet's had a, a really good product, a really good car, and, and um, you know, that group just did a really good job of giving us a, a good body. We have great engines. Uh, what, you know, either camp you get engines, they work together. So, um, and, th and then we got good teams, you know. So, and the teams are working together better now than, than we ever have. So, I think there's there's something said to be that, you know. Uh, Eric Warren is pushing all of that, and, um, just you know, re really proud of of the Chevrolet bunch and and how they're pushing us to uh, to work together to keep better as a group. And for you as well as William, because William, you had said on TV that you guys spent a lot of time during the off season on the simulator and going through things. What were the things that this team was trying to hone in on, William? You said as a driver, you've been trying to be better. Rudy, from a team perspective, were there things you were trying to get better? Yeah, we're we're just trying to make you know get get our setups tuned in better and then. You know, try to get our knowledge for changes to what William feels and how that responds. But, you know, really just working together to solve problems, you know. So uh, you get in the season, and it's super hard to get in there to the simulator and put the time in that we want to. So in the off season, we put a lot of work in um, through these first few races. It showed off last week, um, having speed right away, and then showed off this week. So, um, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll keep paying off, and we'll keep working on it. Yeah, honestly, just um – it's nice to have his voice on the radio on, at the sim, you know, and just kind of work through that feedback. Um, it's really similar to any other sport, just going out and practicing, you know. So just kind of getting that feedback um, correct. And, and we felt like last year was really topsy-turvy for us. We had obviously a couple wins, but then we were really up and down and just didn't really understand this car quite as good as, as we needed to. So we, we needed to change some of our, like, vocabulary when we talked about this race car versus, you know, he and I have worked together in the past and we've worked on cars that have, you know, a different tire and different, you know, different grip levels. So we just had to change some of the words that we use and kind of, you know, talk about the car. All right, let's come up front to Mark and then we'll go up to one question up in the press box. Mark Garrow with PRN. Uh, for William and then offshoot there to Rudy, what does this mean for you to win a race early? And what do you feel like this means for your season going forward? Well, the first thing I thought about was back in the all-star race. So that was good. Uh, I don't think I was locked in because I won before the race last year. So uh, that's a good kind of, you know, self-check that I got that done. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just good for our team because we can keep building on in the future. You know, I think uh, it shows that it's kind of a measuring stick of where we are. Uh, felt like going into this weekend that, we were there, but we haven't shown that, you know, result-wise. So 
uh, needed to show that with a result to kind of get that satisfaction as a team. So I think it's just uh, hopefully more of the same. I mean, we don't want to have any slumps this year. We want to just dig all the way to the end of the year. So it's a grind, but we're going to, you know, fight hard all year and try to keep this performance up. Rudy, what does it mean to you? Yeah, it's huge, you know, for a couple of reasons. But, you know, he said it is you just want to – you find that success again. You know, we – we had success in the playoffs last year, but we had so much struggle during the summer that you kind of you, reassure yourself that you can do it. And then, two, it's the, the start of the year is really, really tough on our crew guys. You know, on the road and the shop guys, they are working their tails off. These West Coast races and all the stuff that we're doing, we got cars late again this year. And, I mean, they're they're tired. I mean, they, they need a morale boost and a one, two, three. Uh, will boost the morale in the shop. So that's going to be huge. So we're happy that we can provide all of them with that, that boost and, and keep us going and keep building those good cars. So that's that's huge, you know, to be able to do that this early and going through this tough part. Okay, go up to the press box, and then we'll go to Jeff. Jim Mutter, motorsport.com. Congratulations, William. Uh, this kind of follow-up off of the previous question, uh, you guys have won, obviously, races early in the season in recent years, but do you think – the difference between uh, reaching your full potential as like a team and a driver is to be able to uh, do that throughout the course of the season. I mean, as Rudy pointed out, you ran well in the playoffs, but still without the win, it was much more difficult to advance. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, um, that's what we're focused on is just trying to perform throughout the entire year. I mean, we know we have the stamina as a team. We know that we uh, communicate well, but I think in the past it's you, know, you get that sigh of relief from a win that that you're doing what you need to do, and I think uh, this this assures us that we can just keep doing the processes. I mean, did a lot of prep work going in this week, and um, you know woke up on Saturday feeling feeling like we were prepared, and uh, that's a nice feeling. So we're going to try to do that 36 weeks and see where that puts us. Go over here to Jeff, Rudy, and, and William. Um, I know clean air and dirty air are always a thing, even even last year. But we, I, I feel like we didn't hear about it quite as much last year on the intermediates. Why now? I mean, is it is it the field is closer again, or what? What? Why does it making a difference uh, again in such a big way? Yeah, I personally think just from being out there, it's just everyone gets more dialed into the what the track and the car needs. And I think there's so much unknowns last year that it created, you know, guys bottoming out and wrecking or guys you know, making big mistakes that you don't normally see at this level with how good everyone is. So uh, now the drivers are back to understanding what they have. Um, and these are the best guys out there. I mean, we don't, you don't make mistakes. Like to race against Kyle Larson, like he doesn't make, he doesn't make any mistakes that really cost him time. So uh, it's just the kind of the excellence on display of the teams and the drivers. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's the cars are a little bit closer together, and when the track's gripped up like this too, right? It's it's, it's cool out there, so track temp is down. Track temp is under seventy today, so the beginning part of the year you will have some of this, you know, that I think will fix itself um, as we start to warm up. Okay, we'll come over here to Lee. Jeff, not to put these two on the spot, but how have you seen? William grow under Rudy's tutelage? 
Well, I, I think, um, you know, the last two years and, and these guys working together, just, um, you know, both, both of them just have this rapport with each other and, and a trust in each other that, uh, you know, that you need in this business. I mean, their, their margins are so small, and, um, you know, the human capital is one that Mr. Hendrick will talk to us about. It's all about the people, and it's all about relationships and communication, and, uh that, that level of, of communication between Rudy and William has uh, never been higher. And, 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 you know, we commend them because they continue to work on it. They're never satisfied with it. Uh, they worked real hard on it in the off season. You heard William talking about, you know, how they worked in the simulator together and, you know, having Rudy's voice in his ear during that. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we commend them. And, you know, really all our, all our race teams couldn't be more proud of, of the way our group, our company is working together as a whole across four race teams we've uh, we've never had that it's never been as good as it is right now with that communication level with all four of our teams we'll wrap up with this one in the back mitchell brewer black hat sports this is for william william this is the first time in your career that not only have you won the race but you also won stage one and stage two what does it mean to accomplish something like that no it's cool i think um I haven't really dominated. I've dominated. I've led a lot of laps in a couple races, but to to be this good in a race with our team is is definitely a good sign. So I think um, it's just a different feeling. I think for me, like just having a team around me that can execute that well on pit road, that well strategy, that good on adjustments. Like that was just a that's that's just a team effort, you know. So um, I think that's a different something different than I've had in the past in terms of wins. So that's nice. Okay, guys, thanks for coming in. Congratulations, and uh, good luck next week. This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show, and don't forget to write a review. W-F-O.